Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. It's finally here. Season three of Making Kayfabe is now in action. It's your good friends, Bryce and Dylan, here to take you through 12 epic, acclaimed, legendary rebookings in pro wrestling. This week, we're kicking off things in season three with one hell of a firework because it's Tuesday and you know what that means. That's right, every week we take a huge missed opportunity in wrestling and rebook it to make it better. My name is Bryce, I've got Dylan with me today, and Dylan, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for asking, it was very, it's very kind of you. You're very welcome, you're very welcome. So, so this week's episode is going to be focusing on Luke Harper and his WWE runs, so... I touched on this in the in the bonus episode last week. In fact, I, I talked about it at full length, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But the, the reason I wanted to take Luke Harper's WWE career and improve it is because, like, I mean, Bro- Brody Lee was awesome in AEW. Um, I love the Brody Lee character, but it should not have taken that long for somebody to realize that this guy, John Huber, he's got bags of talent, and, and he fucking knew it as well. I mean, like, talk about betting yourself. The guy... He kind of doubled down when he left WWE. He knew that he, he could be better than what they booked him as, and fuck me, he proved it in AEW. His run was short, unfortunately, but he'd he done so bloody well as, as the leader of the Dark Order, and um, you know he proved himself as a main eventer in that match against John Moxley for the AEW title. Yeah, it's still it's still tough to talk about the guy because it's still very recent that he left us, but you know it's such a young age. But yeah, he, he really is like the perfect example of WWE not being able to identify talent if it slapped him in the face, you know? Yes, yes, yes. I, I agree, man. Like, once he left WWE, went to All Elite Wrestling, you could tell, like, that he seemed like a much bigger deal once he was yeah. there compared to whenever he was in the WWE where he would sometimes get close to, uh, like, a singles run or something cool like that. And then every yeah. time, they, they would kind of cut the legs off it and, and push him back down the card and forget about him. And it's a damn yeah. shame, you know, the guy was very talented. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was never um, like, he was never a main event in WWE, but like you say, he, he was always there. He was always kind of present on, on TV. And like, it, like he was always so the Intercontinental Champion. He won like the Tag Team Championships a couple of times, NXT Tag Team Championship. Um, and like, but he was never really given his own like um, career defining run, um, like mm. uh, nothing close to what he got in AEW anyway. And and it kind of got me thinking, like, why, you know? Because the guy is, um, you know, he's he's a big dude. He's was, he was something like six foot five, two two seventy five pounds, which WWE love. He's got that unique look with the kind of the, the black hair and beard and his stained shirt, like, and it, it could work as well, like ridiculously well. Um, we yeah. saw we saw in AEW, like in the Indies, his time in WWE, and like you know, he just has a as as we saw when he was Brody Lee in the Dark Order, like he's just got that kind of like that kind of presence he's got as well, and just yeah, it's just such a waste in WWE. It's such a it's, it's it's just always baffled me that he never broke through that kind of um, glass ceiling in WWE. That's exactly what I'm going to try and undo today. So, like, my friend, do you have any more thoughts before I go into a, a little catch up and look, Harper? I uh, no, I think we kind of covered, like you said, we 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 discussed this very topic in one of our bonus episodes before, and so I yeah. think um, that conversation has got me very excited for this because you know we I think we share many of the same thoughts about. Brody Lee, and so I'm very excited to see where where this goes. You know, I think uh, as you've proven over the last two series, you're very good at, at booking storylines, my friend. <laughs> I do my best, which is fortunate because that's exactly what this podcast is about. That's uh, lucky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, boy, we already lucked out with that one. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing where you bring Brody Lee, and you finally kind of um, give him his his just rewards in WWE. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's let's jump into a little bit of backstory on the on 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 Luke Harper, John Huber, Brody Lee, everyone at home. So so Jonathan Huber he debuted in October of two thousand and three, and he wrestled as Brody Lee on the indie circuit for eight to nine years of his career. Like literally, name a top indie promotion in the mid two thousands. He's wrestled there, like Ring of Honor, Shikara, Dragon Gate, Evolve, CZW, uh, and, and many more. In March of 2012, he signed to WWE. Eight months later, in November, he made his debut on NXT as Luke Harper, a follower of Bray Wyatt. So, 
Wyatt called Luke Harper the first son of the Wyatt family. Bray would then go on to recruit Eric Rowan, who was the second son of the Wyatt family. And uh, this would lead to Harper and Rowan kind of living it up as a tag team, which they'd done for basically the majority of the WWE run, I suppose. In 2013, they'd win the tag team titles in NXT by beating Neville and Bo Dallas, um, and then soon losing them to Neville and Corey Graves, which made sense, apparently. What a hell of a team. Neville and Corey Graves. Can you imagine? Not even. Fucking Neville and Bo Dallas. Yeah. I think that was a. There's something about Neville's tag team partner getting getting um, injured or something, if I remember correctly, but I don't know exactly. Because he had um, like Neville was like Neville was the first NXT tag team champion with um, some dude who's not some in WWE. Other guy. Anymore. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like an English boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I cannot remember the guy's name. But anyway, um, it, it wasn't long after that where the White family got called up to the main roster for a couple of years. Harper he would continue to be a follower of Bray Wyatt, putting him in some pretty cool matches and situations. Uh, I say kind of most notably in, in, a, in a properly badass six-man tag against the Shield, which was just awesome. It continued to be part of the White family until September 2014, where Bray Wyatt would set him free, causing Luke Harper to, to start a small solo run on Raw. During that run, as I mentioned earlier, he won the Intercontinental Championship uh, briefly, but let's be honest, in WWE these days, who hasn't won the Intercontinental Championship? And he lost it basically right away to Dolph Ziggler anyway, so it wasn't like a substantial run or anything. It continued to wrestle in semi-notable matches until 2015, where WWE um, you know, ran out of ideas and landed them right back in the Wyatt family. And that lasted until 2017, where WWE flipped the, the Wyatt family switch off again, and <laughs> once again, Harper was in a solo run. And later that year, they flipped the switch again, teaming Luke Harper with once again, uh, once again teaming Luke Harper with Eric Rowan. So, yeah, like the, the two guys were friends. Uh, but you know, I think Harper would have been forgiven at this stage of his career to think that he's kind of going in circles. Um, you know, he's typecast just as that as that kind of um, white family role. That that's the extent of what WWE think of him. And exactly kind of what I'm saying right now shows that white white family solar run, white family solar run, like blech. So aye, him, him and Rowan would team together as the Bludgeon Brothers, and th- that's going to start to lead me into my rebooking today because m- my story is actually going to begin in August of 2018. So in real life, during this month, Harper and Rowan were still tagging as the Bludgeon Brothers, and they were the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They, they lost the belts to the New Day on the August 21st SmackDown. Uh, overall, they held, held them for 135 days, which, fair enough, it makes Harper and Rowan a, a prominent kind of attraction on SmackDown. Maybe may, maybe after losing the titles here, the long-time Tag Team Champions would get a chance to you know advance into a really great character-developing story. But, nah. Uh, on, on the 22nd of August, Eric Rowan, he, he unfortunately suffered a torn bicep which sidelined him and uh, basically sidelined Luke Harper as well. It essentially led to the end of Luke Harper's WWE career because he barely appeared for WWE during Rowan's time out and uh, and then barely appeared for them after he returned. Uh, In 2019 he was uh, on a few house shows, he wrestled that famous match against Donovan Dijak, um, our good friend T-Bar, at WrestleMania Access <laughs> in uh, the World's Collide special. And he was part of the Andre the Giant Battle Royale at WrestleMania, but did nothing in it, basically. Then he, he, he publicly requested his release from the company via a post on Twitter, which was denied. Dave Meltzer wrote in the April 29th, 2019 Wrestling Observer that Harper is not going to be released and they've added six months onto his contract because they said that his contract term was due to end in November, but it's been added to because it was frozen due to his time off for wrist surgery. So basically, his contract was up, but because he physically couldn't compete while recovering from wrist surgery, they extended his contract, which is bullshit. Um, and yeah, proper proper WWE move there. Well, but they do that shit all the time, man. Remember whenever you got injured and they wouldn't let you out of your contract either? They oh were... man, every, every time, every time, like. And remember, it was a remember... really like you needed time off, dude. And there was a really bad injury, and they're like, no, no, we need Bryce for our show. It's very important. Yeah, that's it. He has to be on Raw and SmackDown and Erafin. And, and then, uh, then yeah. when you got better, they didn't even put you on Raw or SmackDown. It they didn't. Ridiculous. It's just a, it's an absolute shit show, and like um, you know, I can only I can only empathise with Luke Harper and, and how he was getting treated <laughs> at the time, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, you're like, I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know all about it. Uh, for those new listeners, I am not a WWE superstar. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, they were like, I've been watching WWE for 17 years. I don't remember Bryce. <laughs> it's like a, a Mandela effect kind of thing, right? Just like, what, what, yeah, what's, he should, what's he in we, wrestling? <laughs> can we pretend that you've always been a wrestler? Yes. WWE and nobody, they're like, you don't remember Bryce? The Eliminator yeah, just, Kitcher, he was one of the best. Whenever, whenever, whenever someone calls us out, we'll just like post uh, a badly photoshopped picture of me on Twitter, like I don't know, fucking power bomb and Brock yeah. Lesnar or something. Like. Yeah, it's like <laughs> why, why did Bryce's trunks say Triple H on them? And like, it, it's an in joke between us. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, it stands for um, uh, Happy yeah. Hamburger Heaven. Happy Hamburger uh, heaven. heaven is our gimmick. It, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's an old joke. Between yeah, us. they wouldn't get it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Harper, he he briefly briefly returned to reunite with Rowan once more in September, but at Hell in a Cell 2019, the Bludgeon Brothers lost to Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Rowan then got drafted to Raw so he could freak people out with his toy spider, which left Harper on SmackDown to do nothing. And finally, on December 8th, 2019, he was released from his contract. It would then be revealed as the Exalted One of the Dark Order in AEW just a few months later. So, yeah, like like, like I covered, like, poor Eric Rowan, he tore his bicep, which led to poor Luke Harper doing fuck all. And and, and I mean fuck all. Like, it baffled me at the time, and, and it baffles me now. You've got a guy like Luke Harper on your roster ready to go and, and, and light things up whenever, and you're just letting him sit at home. That's not right. So I'm going to fix it. So... Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stab at making this guy mean something in the WWE in 2019. I, I hope I can do like Harper justice here. So, well, you know, anything you do is gonna be better than what they did with him in 2019. So, well, I mean, they literally done nothing. So, like, exactly, I could, I, could, I could have him come out and wear a funny hat, and then that that would be a better booking than what he did with him. So, you could yeah. have Luke Harper come out and lose to Bryce. The, <laughs> yeah, triple hamburger, whatever we said earlier. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. Hamburger having uh, the kitchen and then lose in two seconds. And that would still be a better use of, of Luke Harper than what they did with him. Exactly. So I can't make it much worse. So, yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's a good type for the episode. It can't be much worse. So. Like. <laughs> So, so just to clarify 100% where we are right now. So Rowan Story's bicep, Harper's on his own. He's, he's just logged the tag team titles to the New Day, but he can't really get them back without his partner. Um, you know, we've seen before that he didn't do a whole lot in his previous solo runs on Raw and SmackDown, but we know the guy's talented. So what are we going to do? Are we going to send him home until Rowan gets better, um, which is what they actually did, or are we going to fucking do something with the guy? So... I'll tell you what we're going to do with the guy. First things first, we're going to send him to NXT. And that's not going to be a demotion. It's not a demotion anymore. It's, it isn't like being thrown into WWE's version of ECW. NXT is a, is a perfect place for what we're going to do with Harper, which essentially is to rebuild his character, put, put some emphasis on exactly who Luke Harper is, punch that reset button, it's it's a perfect place because unlike most of the main roster in WWE, I feel that Luke Harper would have been welcomed to NXT with open arms. NXT fans are the sort of smarky kind of crowd who you know who would know that Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever, is a classic kind of indie darling. You know, someone who made their name scratching and clawing in the independent circuit before coming to WWE. Compare that to, for example, like a. Bobby Lashley or like an Elias or whatever, like the, the reaction wouldn't be the same. And and Harper, he hasn't yet made a big enough impact in the main roster to be to be considered a star. So like it'd be perfect for NXT. So so it's the the next big NXT show after Eric Rowan's injury would have been NXT Takeover War Games, and uh, which was Ooh. November seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. So already at this stage, you've had Harper off TV for a couple of months, and I think. That's needed when you're wanting to reset something. Like, obviously, the longer the better to make the fans forget things. But, you know, we're working up to something pretty important. And you'll see uh, that in the the big review that's coming up. So, so at the event, Harper is not going to be that hot free agent sitting in the crowd that you, you saw with, like, um, you know, Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre, etc. No, he's, he's, he's not going to be hyped at all. He's literally just going to walk on down to the ring during certain matches, like randomly, basically. 
it, it would look the same. He had the long back hair, the great big bushy beard. And the first time the fans see him come out, they're obviously going to pop. And it'll be, oh my God, you know, Harper's here in NXT. You've got Marvin Nall going insane in commentary, the whole works. But as he does it more and more through the night, the fans are going to start to be confused. So like, let, let's take a look at some of the matches at NXT War Games in 2018 that he could have walked out during. So first of all, you have Nikki Cross versus Candice Relate. Um, sorry, Candice Relate. Candice LeRae. So we're going to have Luke Harper make his first appearance during that match. So he's going to come out, he'll walk to the ring with every eye in the room on him, and he'll leave. All, all he's done is announce his presence. Luke Harper is here. So late, later in the night, you've got Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. And for this one, Harper's already at ringside when the bell rings. The match itself famously lasted six seconds with Riddle knocking Ono out immediately and for storyline's sake let's just say it was because Ono was distracted by Harper's presence at ringside so all the while you've got Ronaldo still going crazy not having a clue what's going on or why Luke Harper is here Harper shows uh, you know he's got an impressed look on his face and then he goes to the backstage area again without saying a single thing Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano Fucking classic match, really, really, really great. Um, you should go back and watch it if you haven't seen it before. But yeah, Harper's going to come down again. He's going to walk around the ring. He'll stare out Alistair Black. He'll stare out Gargano. And then he'll walk right back to wherever he came from. And then you've got the NXT Championship match between Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream. Uh, heel Champa against Velveteen Dream. He was a babyface at the time. This was before everyone knew that he was a big, dirty Peter. <laughs> Never mind. Not, uh, not so much of a babyface anymore, is he? No, not 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 in real life or in uh, in character. Nope. So, no, 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 no. But yeah, h- halfway through the match, the NXT title match, you're gonna you're gonna get Luke Harper wandering out. But this time, he's not gonna leave. He actually sits at the commentary desk next to Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson. He's going to put a headset on, and Mauro and the crew, they're going to ask him questions, but he's not going to answer. He just stares into the ring at the match that's panning out between Champa and Dream. After 22 minutes and 25 seconds, Tommaso Champa he beats Velveteen Dream with his, um, his elevated kind of rope-hung DDT finish. His music plays, and then Harper's going to come into the ring, and, and he's got the NXT Championship in his hand, and Champ Champ is looking at him, he's like, you know, give him a fucking belt, asshole, um, or words to that effect. But Harper's just staring at him. He's got that blank, kind of terrifying stare. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Velveteen Dream getting to his feet. Harper is not going to allow that. He drops the belt and he gives a huge big boot to Velveteen Dream. And uh, while he's doing that, though, Tommaso Champa's picked up his belt. He's got a, a big smile in his face, thinking clearly, you know, Harper's after Dream, not me. The fans are booing because maybe they're thinking the same thing. This is some kind of a, a new alliance between Champa and Harper, but no, that ain't it. It doesn't take long for Harper to knock out Champa with a discus clothesline before picking up the NXT title again, holding it above his head and making it very fucking clear why he is an NXT. Anyway, the war game match happens and Harper has no involvement. Um, he has no interest in war games. Um, you know, he's just after the NXT title. That that's kind of the statement he's made in this show. So on, on the next NXT TV show, Luke Harper's going to come out and make an appearance, and he's going to cut a promo um, at the start of the show. But, but, but before I tell you what he's going to say, I, I want I wanted to add a, a quick thing to his character that I think generally would have worked really well in getting him over. Um, like you, you remember what Harper was posting basically every day on Twitter and Instagram. Like what what what, yes. what phrase was he using over and over again? Uh, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Exactly. It's, it's it's day and you know what that means. Monday, it's Monday, you know what that means. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. And like, yeah, and why 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 weren't they using that? Like at the, at the start of every promo, you should be using that phrase to kind of immediately engage the fans. Like whatever show he's on, use it's X day and, and you know what that means. Like most popular wrestlers have a catchphrase that the crowd can chat along with. Like Stone Cold's got hell yeah. The Rock's got various catchphrases, like your your favorite wrestler, The Miz, uh, says, "I'm the Miz and I'm awesome." So, what a shitty like, catchphrase! I mean, like yeah. all the other cat, like this is why he's terrible, man. You do this, you do this to me on purpose, and I hate to do your your meticulously written script. But fuck the Miz, I'm the Miz and I'm awesome. It's a terrible catchphrase. <laughs> you shouldn't poke the bear there. You know it's true. You know it's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. So yeah, like well, you you get my point. Like you can kick off you can kick off Luke Harper's promos with that every single time because whenever he says, you know, it's Monday for Raw or it's Wednesday for NXT, whatever, the crowd's gonna get behind it and shout afterwards, you know, you know what that means. Because WWE or NXT crowds love to get involved and like let, let's do a little test here. So completely unrehearsed, I'm gonna say the start of a wrestling catchphrase and then let's see if you, Dylan, a wrestling fan, can say it back. It better not be the fucking Miz. <laughs> I'm the Miz. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just the Miz seven times. Um, <laughs> no, all right. So first one, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Exactly. You're one for one. Um, what about if I just say one word? What if I say, finally? Uh, the Rock has come back to Cleveland, Ohio. Exactly. Yeah, Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Out of all the ones I could have picked. It's, it's as good as anywhere. It's, it's Cleveland. Pick Cleveland. <laughs> uh, what about Bada Boom? Realist guy in the room? Yep, exactly. Uh, what about, oh, you didn't know? Oh, your ass better call somebody. Exactly. You are four for four, my friend. I've got three more. So just to get the point completely across, would you please... Shut the hell up. Yes. On. What does everybody want? Head. There we go. And the final one, who the fuck is... Robot Jones. No, Reno. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a popular resting catchphrase because everybody knows who Reno is. Nobody knows who Reno is. It's a, it's, a popular, it's, it's a popular making kayfabe catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're, you're six for six there. So as a wrestling fan, you know exactly when, when these wrestlers say those lines, you know if you're in the audience, what to chant after it, because that's just how, how it goes in wrestling. So you need a catchphrase. And like that one's, that one's already built on for Luke Harper. So let's bloody use it. Anyway, Harper's at the next NXT TV show and he's got a microphone. So he stands in the middle of that ring and he's going to say a few things to the crowd. He's, he's going to say, it's Wednesday. And you know what that means. But do you really know what it means? See, I don't think anyone does know what it means because all week I've been getting asked by everybody in social media, why are you an NXT Harper? Why did you interrupt everyone's matches? Why did you attack Dream? Why did you attack Champa? Why, why, why? As if it wasn't obvious enough. So he says, listen, my brother Eric Rowan is unfortunately sidelined with an injury right now. He's got a torn bicep and I'll tell you the truth. This has led me to do what my brother physically cannot do right now and that is spread my wings. So you're wondering, why is Luke Harper here? He's a main roster guy. He doesn't belong here. So I'll tell you right now, I want to push the reset button on my career. I don't like how things started for me in NXT. I came in as somebody's lackey, a guy who followed another guy, and that ain't me. Luke Harper doesn't follow, and I regret that I ever did. Because I'm a monster. Sometimes people forget that about me because I tagged with a guy who's six foot eight, but I dwarfed damn near everyone who came near me. Sometimes I forgot that too, and then I came to NXT and I see your Velveteen Dreams, I see your Garganos, I see your Champas. You're all little men who who do not draw any comparisons with Luke Harper. Everything aligns so perfectly. Why wouldn't I come to NXT to reset my career? And let there be no mistake, I'm coming for that NXT Championship, Champa. And to everyone in the roster, I came out during your matches on Saturday to show you that there is a new, more ferocious, more aggressive, more violent dog in town. It's called a certain dominance. This is the bark, but come within a mile of me and my mission to capture the NXT title and you're going to get the bite. So that's it. Harper's made his, he's made his motivations clear. He wants to reset himself, do, do everything over again because he wasn't happy with essentially being second in command to Bray Wyatt um, when, he, when he started out in his first run. And, and, to, and on top of that, he wants the NXT Championship. Now, obviously, we can't have Harper go directly for NXT title, but you know we can build to it. So we're going to have Velveteen Dream come out and he's taken offence to being kicked in the face by Harper at TakeOver. You know, not the biggest fan. Like, if, if you kick me in the face, though, and I probably would take exception to that. So, right, Velveteen's is going to give it a whole. You got to go through me first. Blah blah blah. Wrestling, and and then we'll have them feud for a little while. Now, here I'm going to fast forward a little bit because there 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 are bigger fish to fry in this storyline, and I, I don't want this episode to go on for hours and hours. But essentially, for a couple of months, 
But we're going to have Luke Harper steamroll people in NXT, send them on a big old winning streak. Before every match, he's going to get in the mic and he's going to say, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. And then he'll just fucking decimate whoever he's in the ring with. So the winning streak is cookie cutter booking, but this guy is literally resetting himself. And you'll see that more later on. But he's basically starting at the very bottom of the totem pole. So he has to win in a dominant fashion every time. So eventually he's going to beat Velveteen Dream in a number one's contendership match. And then the stage is set for NXT TakeOver in Phoenix, where we'll have a Luke Harper finally getting his NXT Championship match against Tomato Champs, Tommaso Ciampa. Now, this match is going to headline NXT TakeOver Phoenix, and I'd imagine, like, based on the ability of these two guys, they'd wrestle one kind of ultra-compelling, 20-minute, hard-hitting match, probably between four and five stars on the prestigious Meltzer scale. But in the end, because we're making a star out of him, you've got to have Luke Harper win. So Luke Harper's going to use his patented discus clothesline, and despite Champa's best efforts, the new NXT heavyweight champion is going to be, yeah, 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 Mr. Luke Harper. So the next week in NXT, you're going to have Harper come out with the belt around his waist and he's got he's got the microphone, but he doesn't have a smile or anything on his face. It's a blank stare, emotionless. So he's, he's got in the mic and he says, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. It means there's a new sheriff in town here and his name is Luke Harper. Here, look at my shiny badge. And he points to the belt around his waist. So he says... And as good as I feel about beating Tommaso Ciampa in the middle of the ring, as much as I enjoy feeling this weight of gold around my waist, I have to say, I have bigger fish to fry. And at this stage of my life, when things are going this good, there simply isn't any time to waste. I must press on with my achievements where there's still plenty of gas left in my tank. I have achieved what I need to achieve here. Now I can finally go and confront the next aspect of my career, which is needing one hell of a reset goodbye and that's it he just removes the belt from his waist he dropped it to the mat leaves it in the middle of the ring and just walks out and the crowd are booing him all the way and like you might be thinking that's quite disrespectful right that doesn't make nxt look too good harper's essentially just saying that he's above the nxt championship now but don't worry we're going to circle back to that soon so right now we've got a much bigger story to tell so five days later on raw you're going to have bray wyatt in the ring And he's out there, he's cutting one of his spooky promos, being a big crazy bastard. And anyway, we're not going to let him speak too much because someone's going to come out and interrupt him. Someone who has a history of Wyatt and he's bringing a friend with him too. So Luke Harper, now stripped of the NXT Championship, he's going to come out and interrupt Bray Wyatt. And he's got a nice and healed up Eric Rowan by his side. Some of the fans there are going to know that Harper's been tearing up at NXT... So he's going to get a bigger pop than they would have, as say, a bludgeon rubber. So, so Bray's in the ring. His eyes are kind of wide and, and shock and excitement. He didn't know Harper and Rowan were going to show up, but he's happy they're there. He greets them with open arms and he says, my family has returned to serve me. And Harper and Rowan, though, they don't share Bray's enthusiasm. In fact, they completely ignore him for now. Harper's got a microphone and, and he's going to cut another promo. So we're making we're making Harper a promo guy here, and like you know, he showed in sorry he showed in AEW sorry that he can cut promos, um and like especially if he believes in the character as well. So uh, yeah, we're we're making him a bit of a promo guy here. But anyway, he's got he's got a microphone in his hand, and he's going to say to Bray Wyatt, "It's Monday, and you know what that means, and maybe you know what Monday means more than Bray Wyatt knows what family means." which is an interesting opening line, which will immediately get the crowd hooked. Like, what, what could Harper mean? He's, he's, he's going to continue speaking into the mic and Rowan's just going to be there staring kind of like menacingly at Wyatt. So Luke Harper's going to speak again. He's going to say, Bray, 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 Bray. We've been apart for a while and it was only in your absence that I was able to gain true clarity. Eric too. You see, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately on my life, on my career, and how I've been perceived in recent years. You may have noticed, I recently went back to NXT, won their championship, and left. And now I'm here. I'm here to right the next wrong of my career. And it just so happens to be perfect that you were standing in the middle of that ring tonight. You see, Bray, we were known collectively as the Wyatt family. That's what people referred to us as, because we were your sheep, following you wherever you went. These people don't know the truth, though. 
You know the truth, Bray. I know the truth. Eric knows the truth. Braun knows the truth, even though he's doing his own thing right now. The, the truth is that there was indeed a family within our group, but it wasn't Wyatt's. So Luke Harper, he walks over to Eric Rowe and he puts his arm around him and he says, I've been wanting to say this for so damn long. I've been sitting on this information for almost a decade. This man, Eric Rowan, you never wanted to reveal his last name, did you, Bray? Because it ain't Rowan. That's his middle name. And it sure as hell ain't Wyatt. His last name is Harper because this man is my brother, Eric Rowan Harper. So shock reveal, crowds in a stunned silence. You've got Bray now glaring at Harper, not amused about the information that's coming to light, you know. Uh, so Harper's going to continue and he's going to say, and Braun, Braun Strowman, yeah, his name is legit. His last name is Strowman, but his mother's maiden name, it's Harper too, because Braun's mother is our aunt, which makes him our, as in Eric and I's, cousin. So another shock reveal. But, you know, there's going to be even more to come. See, what, what we're doing here is, is letting Harper shout out, you know, a huge amount of earth-shattered information. Like, he's, he's basically changing the lore of the Wyatt family in front of our very eyes. And, and by this point, he's going to have everyone hanging on to his every word. If Harper, if Harper delivers this promo right, which I'm sure he would have, this would have immediately said to the fans that this guy, this guy right here is a fucking superstar. Anyway, it's time for one more review. Harper's got more to say. So he says... You think I'm done? You think that's it? Oh, hell no. There's more. There's one final thing because there's one final person you tried to keep out of the spotlight, Bray, for years. Bray, you've deceptively honoured her like she was dead or something, but she wasn't dead. She just moved away with her mother when she was younger. Look behind you, Bray, because she's alive and she's been here all along. Our little sister, Nikki Abigail Harper. And then the woman we all know is Nikki Cross. She appears behind Bray Wyatt. She doesn't waste any time in delivering a sister Abigail to Bray Wyatt. It's Harper and Rowan watch on. Bray is now in the canvas, knocked silly, but, you know, awake enough to hear what Harper has to say next. So Harper speaks as uh, Nikki Cross and Eric Rowan watch on. He says, you, Bray, are the odd one out here. And that's always what's made you so special. You weren't part of a family biologically, but my parents, they took you in. They made you part of the family because they knew troubles you were having at your own home. And I can't believe I was so stupid. I can't believe we were so stupid to watch on as you, instead of using our family name, decided to stick with your own and call our group the Wyatt family. Well, you know what, Bray? We're sick of it. And we're not going to put up with you anymore because the Harper family, it doesn't allow black sheep. Blood is thicker than water, Bray, and we're tired of drinking your Kool-Aid. It's time for you to go. And Bray gets to his feet. Harper's going to deliver a big old discus clothesline, knocking Bray out completely now. And the Harper family, they're, they're going to stand over their former leader, Luke Harper, Eric Groen Harper, and Nikki, Abigail Harper. They're looking down at the fallen Wyatt, and then we're just going to fade to black. That's the end of the segment for that week. So to, to, to keep our dates in order, this would have all went down in February, um, Feb February two, February fourth, two thousand nineteen. So in just two weeks' time, we've got a pay per view called Elimination Chamber. So we're we're going to build to quite a big match here. Now we've only got one week to do it after this week, but that this segment would be so big that realistically, it's pretty much all the builds you're going to need. We're, we're going to build to a Luke Harper uh, with his Harper family versus Bray Wyatt at Elimination Chamber, but. What is the stipulation going to be? I guess we're going to have to find out next time on Making Kayfabe. Oh my god! <laughs> Only joking, I'm going to tell you now. Oh, but, but, thank you, Lord Jesus. Or Lord how'd, how'd, you, how'd you go in there? How'd you really go in there? <laughs> you did, and I'm on the show. You would think I would have known. Like, wow, <laughs> this is the first time it's ever happened where there's going to be a next time on Making Kayfabe. <laughs> get, get in the part two in before you get your NWO part two in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it's out, my friend. I've already written it. Hulk Hogan wins. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we knew that anyway. <laughs> Hulk Hogan always wins, my friend. <laughs> but, let, right, quickly, let, let's review. So, Luke Harper, he's, he's making it his mission to to reset his career. So, he's going to he's gonna right some wrongs. He's already righted how he was wronged in NXT after coming in as a lackey to Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, he went back, did it all on his own, won the most prestigious championship, 
And now he's, he's resetting the perception of him in the main roster with the big reveal that he is not, nor was anybody in the quote Wyatt unquote family. So now Luke Harper has his own family, the Harper family. He's always had the Harper family, but with his brother Eric Rowan Harper and his sister Nikki Abigail Harper. By the way, I, I didn't mention before, but Nikki Cross fucking made for the role of uh, Sister Abigail. I, I'm not just saying that because she's Scottish, like her crazy character and her actions, like especially on NXT, you know, proves it. And I think, I think, I think at one point, like when it was discussed, like she was like the odds-on favorite for portraying Sister Abigail, and and you can see why if you watch her uh, in NXT when she was insanity. So. I don't think anybody would have said, yeah, it's going to be Alexa Bliss. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Nikki Cross. And I, I'm not knocking Alexa Bliss. I think she's of great. Course, yeah. But mm. like, you're right. Nikki, Nikki Cross would have like fit into that like a glove, you know? Yeah, definitely. She had the proper kind of manic kind of character. And like, yeah, like you say, Alexa Bliss is doing a really good job and like, like nothing, nothing bad against her anyway. But yeah, I, I would much rather have naked cross uh, shooting flamethrowers into randy orton's eyes than uh, alexa bliss you know <laughs> i love it i love the way she did that because it really looked like she shot it out of her hand and i'm like how did she do that she doesn't have a gun yeah. like I'm, <laughs> she, I'm fascinated by this because i'm like she just I, just just learned tm 47 or something like yeah like, like I, alexa I want, bliss learned flamethrower <laughs> i want that i want whatever gun she has that flame gun like, I realize what I'm talking about is a flamethrower, which may or may not be illegal in this country. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. But I want her little, like, handgun flame thing. Anyway, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. Like, we'll try, I'll get you one for next Christmas. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this, making kayfabe listeners, if you would like to contribute to my <laughs> handgun fire thing fund, please, uh, please help me out. Buy the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All proceeds will go to buying Dylan a gun that shoots fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so making kayfabe.repo.com, by the way. But <laughs> but yes, the Harper family, they laid out Bray. So what's going to come next? So next week, the Harper family, that's Luke, Eric, and Nikki, they're going to come out to a promo on Monday Night Raw. But in a kind of role reversal, they are immediately interrupted by Bray Wyatt. And he's not there live in the arena, but he's on the Titantron. Because he, he he seems to be somewhere a little bit different. He's in a graveyard, and it's it's a dark of night, but you can still see the headstones. It's uh, eerily quiet, you know, and you can hear Bray breathing. It's that quiet, but Bray, Bray Wyatt has something to say to his former family. So he says, "Hello, Luke, brother Eric, sister Abigail. Last week caught me by surprise. I have to say." Abigail, Nikki, I'm so very happy to see you alive. I thought the worst had happened to you for all these years, so it's fantastic to see you living, breathing, and capable of hitting me with my own signature move. Eric, I'm happy for you too. Some might say you weren't just in my shadow, but you're also in his, so it's nice to see you coming out of one shadow just to step into another. Let me just make one thing clear to you, though, Luke Harper. I did not face one bit of disagreement from you when I started the Wyatt family. I didn't hear any complaints when, through my leadership, I had you main eventing pay-per-views. I didn't hear complaints when, through my leadership, you had gold around your waist. And now look at you. You've grown up, and you're throwing it all back in my face. Well, congratulations on being able to stand on your own two feet at the age of 39. Over... <laughs> Over the last seven years, I have cared for you, I've looked out for you, and had your best interests at heart. And for you to throw that in my face, in the face of a man who gave you opportunity after opportunity, is nothing short of an insult. You want to get rid of me, Harper? You want to bury my legacy with the Wyatt family? Then bury it. Bury it good and proper. Next week, at Elimination Chamber, I want you to bring your finest shovel, because I'll be bringing mine, where you meet me, and a buried alive match. So, like, because of Bray's character, you got plenty of legroom to book him in these barmy matches. Like, I, I hate to go straight for a gimmick match when, when booking, but I mean, come on, it's Bray I mean, Wyatt. It's, it's Bray Wyatt, like exactly. Yeah. You, know? you can do, yeah. He's 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 one of those guys that doesn't. I mean, you got Undertaker with his fucking million gimmick matches, like, and it's like, yeah, people draw parallels between Undertaker and Bray's career anyway. So let's just go fucking full force with that and you, make it a buried alive. You could set that guy on fire and it would totally make sense. It wouldn't suck at all. Exactly. Like then, then get his little minion to have a little hand handgun fire floor. Boy, thing, wouldn't know? it be really cool if you and me had our own little handgun flamethrower shooter things? It well, really would. If there's a way for the fans of the podcast to contribute to that, and yeah. Well, 
neither is Bryce. We've started up. We at Making Kayfabe have our own Kickstarter campaign. Please <laughs> allow us four minutes of your time to explain the new uh, gunfire flamethrower gun. The name is pending. We're working on that. <laughs> Not official. <laughs> Uh, making kayfabe.redbubble.com but yeah it's gonna be um <laughs> it's, yeah bray Wyatt, he, he's basically the king of kind of weird gimmick matches and doing weird things and uh and harper he wants rid of bray as well so he wants him he just wants him gone so like why not a buried live match so n- naturally harper accepts the challenge and so the match is set so at elimination chamber on february 17th 2019 you've got bray Wyatt versus luke harper and the first buried live match in nine years and it's your typical buried live match, mostly. Like the crowd, they'd be hot because it's such a spectacle of a match, something that's so rarely seen. Um, you know, it would effectively be a big brawl between the two big men. Uh, the Harper family, they'd be at ringside and they'd be playing the heel to Braze Babyface, like tripping him up in every turn, like using the, the no DQ rule to their advantage. Eventually, the three on one is going to start to overwhelm Bray, and you're going to have Bray and Harper standing at the side of, of the makeshift grave that WWE makes up for these matches. So, Bray's going to be in one knee, absolutely exhausted from the onslaught, and, and Luke Harper's going to deliver one final discus clothesline to send Bray falling backwards into the grave. And then Luke, Eric, and Nikki they, they grab a shovel each, and within a couple of minutes, Bray Wyatt's been buried alive. The bell rings. Luke Harper has joined the small list of those who have won a Buried Alive match, and Bray Wyatt, he's gone. And we're almost done, but just to show just to show that you can do a hell of a lot more with Luke Harper when he finishes his streak with Bray Wyatt, let, let's briefly go over, uh, let's go into where you go next. So Harper, he beats Bray on the 17th of February. He, he buries the guy alive, feud over. Is that it for Luke Harper? Absolutely yes. not. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought that was the end. Cafe, but... <laughs> What a great story. <laughs> <laughs> but but think back. Think back to how Luke Harper left NXT just a month prior. So there's a few guys there who, who might have taken exception to Harper winning the title and then just leaving it there like it was nothing. So he made some enemies there for sure. And in real life, there's a guy who went from NXT to the main roster on February 18th, which was the Monday Night Raw after Elimination Chamber, and his name was Alistair Black. So Alistair's going to come to the main roster and pick that bone with Luke Harper in the name of the NXT brand. He's going to right some wrongs. He's going to be he's basically going to be Harper's feud uh, going into WrestleMania, meaning that at WrestleMania 35, you're going to have Luke Harper with the Harper family at ringside taking on Alistair Black. It's not going to be a match that's high in the card or anything. Like you've got at that WrestleMania, you had Triple H Batista, you had Kofi versus Brian, you had Kurt Angle's last match, the Triple Threat Women's Main Event, but it's a featured role for Harper uh, at the biggest show of the year, and it's also just great spotlight for Alistair Black, who you know wants to beat some respect into Luke Harper, and and you know what, I'd, I'd even have Alistair Black win that because he could do something with that big win, and he'd earn a lot for being the guy to end Harper's long time winning streak, which has been going since November in NXT. So that feud ends. With Alistair getting the, the big W over Luke Harper, besides Luke Harper's is going to go on to something much bigger anyway. Because eventually, strange strange vignettes are going to start playing on Monday Night Raw. So in real life, again, again we like to link real life to making KP as much as possible. In real life, in May of 2019, vignettes featuring this strange happy fella in a red sweatshirt presenting some kind of strange fucked up kids TV show they start to air every week and you know the guy would do weird things like play with puppets and sing and dance but then his tone would change and he would tell the audience all about this paranormal force who wants to get revenge on the man who buried him alive and uh, yeah it's going to lead to the debut of the fiend so Hart harper was employed by wb at the time of the fiend's debut uh, you know so if everything played out like this we would eventually see luke harper with the Harper family, and a match against the reborn Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. And that's how we're going to end our story. That's how you make a start of Luke Harper. I like that. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of different kind of points, like uh, beats that you hit, that I like. The like, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the NXT bit, where he relinquishes the title without being pinned. He was like, what I wanted to do was prove that I could win it, and I've mm. done that, so now I'm moving on. You can have your belt. I love that angle. Like I think that's a super cool 
and then him moving on up and delivering that whole like Wyatt family reversal because by this point we've seen the Wyatt family for a couple of years now. Mm. So in two thousand early two thousand nineteen, seven years is that all? Yeah. Seven years, yeah. Oh boy, time flies, doesn't it? So by that point, you know that little role reversal, that little flip is very interesting to have Bray Wyatt be the one without a family and for Harper to have one. So that's very interesting too. And then I like, of course, Bray Wyatt, um, quote unquote, dying. And then kind of being reincarnated as the, the fiend as we see him. Well, not as we see him now, because as of the time of this recording, he's not, he's <laughs> not on TV at all. They yeah. fucking killed him, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, but it, the way we, we used to see him as the fiend and as the TV kids show presenter, mm. you know, uh, the, you've, you've been able to explain why he is now doing that, which makes sense. And yeah. also ties in to the Luke Harper feud. But I, I like that, you know, like the connecting threads there. So, yeah, I, I was digging it. Yeah, man, I had, I had a lot of fun writing that one as well. And just, um, it is one of those ones you write and it's just like you keep coming up with different ideas and then, oh, it could be a better life match. You know, that could lead to the fiends and just all of that, then, you know. And then, just... oh, you could have a gun that shoots a flame. <laughs> Bye now. Bye, bye now. Donate now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man it's um yeah i wanted to do um obviously luke harper uh Brody lee's death hit everybody quite hard and mm-hmm. um i wanted to do something uh, i wanted to make a story worthy of um you know his uh his awesomeness so and uh yeah, hopefully i managed that and the, 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 the making kayfab listeners can decide but yeah i wanted to i wanted to do that and um it's a, it's a good way to kick off season three as well so what do you think do you fancy a bit of a li- li- little bit of kayfab tombola just a little bit. I'm very just, full. I had some soup earlier, so now I'm very full. I can only manage <laughs> just a little bit of, of tombola, please. A I've already worth. had making KP for lunch, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Already had already already a whole lot of Bray Wyatt earlier, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. All right. <laughs> Do you? Because I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I already shot my fire gun in somebody's face, if you know what I'm talking about. If you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, have I got a tombola for you, my friend? So Did you write this yourself, good friend Bryce? <laughs> well, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> but but listener uh, Ring Rust Wrestling on Twitter did. Uh, yes, indeed. So at Ring Rust W on Twitter sent this week's tombola in, and uh, let, let me tell you, it's interesting. Oh so, God, interesting <laughs> is, is is a code, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> let's get ready for crap hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But no, if this is your first time listening to our show, then you have no idea what K-15 Bowl is. K-15 Bowl is a wee game we play at the end of each episode where the player, which is Dylan today, they're given four random professional wrestlers and four random situations. And these are going to be numbered one to four and lettered A to D. And in just a moment, Dylan will give me a random number letter combination like a 4C or a 2A. 3D, whatever, and he'll have 60 seconds to spin an epic wrestling storyline with the wrestler and situation that he's given, and it's always a good laugh. So, Dylan, I've got, I simply must ask, what is your number letter combination today? I'm going to go with 2, 4, 6, two. Eight, 10, 12. <laughs> what? 2, 4, okay. <laughs> 2, 4, 6. I'm going to go, yeah, let's go 2, 2D. To D. My favorite <laughs> member of Gorillas. Oh, yeah, Gorillas. There you go. That's, uh, that's Damon Albarn, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's his character. Thanks, one. I always enjoyed the um, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Um, the, the big kind of like, yeah, god, basically. Yeah, the fucking from Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that song. And, uh, Rock the House and uh, yeah, a few others as well. But I, I love Del the Funky Homo Sapien. So, uh, but he anyway. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Like, okay, we get we get on pretty well, me and Dale. So, right, let, let's see what um let's see what at Ring Ross W on Twitter has for you today. So here's here's who you could have had, but oh my god, I've seen who you did get actually. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Ring Ross resting guys. The way Bryce is cackling like that makes it seem like I'm not in for a good time. So if this turns out to be not advantageous to me, I'm coming for you guys. Yeah, well, well let, let me go through who you could have had. Okay. <laughs> 
I actually, it's, it is it is a good one he did get. So, but let me uh, <laughs> okay. let, 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 let me go through. So here's what you could have had. You could have had El Torito. Okay. Remember the little, remember the little um, guy who hung up with Primo and uh, oh, what what was the tag team? The um, the Matadors. Matadors, yeah, them. So uh, you could have had them. You didn't get them. The shiny you, colognes. The shiny colognes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had Orange Cassidy. You didn't get oh, him. Oh, okay. You could have had Chris Jericho. You didn't get him. <laughs> okay, all right. Who you did get? Who okay. you did get was this one's going to shock you. Reno. The Shockmaster. Oh, well, you know, just as good as each other, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, who the fuck is the Shockmaster, right? Um, <laughs> who was the Shockmaster? We'll never know. Uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. So here, here's what you could have had for situations. So you could have had the Shockmaster will spontaneously explode at any point. I mean... Okay. <laughs> I mean, he can only do that once, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, at any point, though. So, when's he going to do it? Uh, right now! <laughs> at the end of the 60 seconds. So, you could have also had... I would do it at the beginning of the 60 seconds and then just wait <laughs> the in silence. silence until you're like, well, that's your time up. Very well done. Or just like the echo of the explosion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you didn't get that. You could have also had the Shockmaster has a match on a roller coaster. you could have had believe that they are super mario and try to defeat their opponent by jumping on their heads you know like goombas right yeah (laughs) you didn't get that okay what you did get was and uh this will be a a weird but interesting one what you got down was the shock master is really overprotective of his wife not letting anyone talk to her, even his own children. Okay, so do I know? Do I get to make up who the Shockmaster's wife is? Yes. Oh hell yes. <laughs> okay, so let me just let me just for the sake of getting everything correct. Yes. Let me just go over that one more time. The Shockmaster is very protective of his wife and kids. Overprotective, some might say. Okay. Anyway, he's overprotective of his wife and not letting anyone talk to her, even his own children. Okay. So he doesn't give a shit about his kids? No. He's just overprotective about the wife? Yeah. Okay. You think you can do it? Of course. I mean, course. you know. <laughs> I can definitely talk shit for 60 seconds if that's yeah. what, what you're asking me. <laughs> well, yeah. I've known you for a long time. I know you can do that. So <laughs> A lot uh, longer than 60 seconds. Yeah, a, lo- <laughs> a little bit longer. like. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Dylan, you're gonna have sixty seconds to tell me all about how the Shockmaster is really overprotective of his wife, not letting anyone talk to her, even his own children. Thanks to Ring Rust Wrestling for these suggestions. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am very ready. All right, here we go. You've got three, two, one. Shock that master. So the Shockmaster falls out of the wall at that whatever the fuck meeting that was. This is a meeting of like 12 guys. And he's like, I'm coming too. And he falls through the wall, right? So when he falls through the wall, he, his helmet falls off and he gets brain damage, right? So when he puts the helmet back on, he's like, oh, dude, I'm all like crazy and shit. I don't know what's going on. So he goes over to the British Bulldog. He's like, hey, are you looking at my wife? And British Bulldog's like, excuse me? And then the Shockmaster's like, don't worry about it. Um, uh, what are we doing here? Wrestling match? Oh, hey, hey, Sting, are you looking at my wife? And then Sting's like... No. He's like, oh, that's okay, cool. So then he looks at somebody else. I can't remember who else is there. Fuck, Rick I shouldn't Blair. have went with the first two guys. <laughs> I remember. Um, so he, he thinks Sting is actually his wife, and he's very protective, and he won't let anybody look at Sting because he thinks Sting is his wife, uh, even though his real wife is trapped on the moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then... Um, he thinks that uh, the Road Warriors are his kids and he won't let the Road Warriors talk to Sting because he thinks Sting is his wife. Oh. <laughs> you hit your crescendo with the Road Warriors being his kids. Like, that's, <laughs> I, I can believe that. I mean, like, uh, like Road Warriors have got the kind of shoulder gimmicks and he's got the kind of head gimmicks. So, well, like, mean... well, also, like, Sting is his wife and he wears face paint and the Road Warriors wear face paint and the well, Shockmaster, yeah. Shockmaster has, like, the helmet on, so you can't even see his face paint. Stormtrooper, so, like, yeah. Exactly. Well, no, it's a Shockmaster helmet, so 100% original, <laughs> authentic Shockmaster helmet. 
Yeah, so that's there you go. Yeah. <laughs> His wife lives on the moon. Yeah, and as as a thing. Yeah, but his hey, real man, wife lives it. on the moon, but he pretended Sting was his wife. And who who amongst us wouldn't pretend Sting is our wife? I mean, yeah, we, we've all been there. We've all, we've all had that fantasy, right? Right, we've all been there. It's you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But hey, man, that was a that was a curveball. <laughs> um, like that was a that was almost like a, me and you doing this to each other. You know, the the kayfabe tombola is just trying to give you the most awkward situation and try to make a good storyline out of it. And yeah, you did good, man. So that was like, a good oh. one. I liked that one. Yeah, thanks to uh, Ring Rust Wrestling for submitting that week's Timbola. Um, but yeah, if you, and that's you, sitting sitting right there listening to our show, if you want to submit a, a kayfabe Timbola for a future episode of Making Kayfabe, just DM us on Twitter at Making Kayfabe or email us at makingkayfabe at gmail.com. All we're going to need is four wrestling names and four wacky situations, and we'll do the rest, as you just seen there with um, Sting being the shopmaster's wife and uh, the Road Warriors being his kids. So yes. yeah. <laughs> we'll make gold out of your storyline <laughs> yeah but please no more um, storylines about incest because we just can't no no we can't, can't yeah. do that we, we no. gotta have some boundaries dude remember when we started this we went to a, a wrestling website um, oh god yeah. scenario it was like a random number generator for wrestling scenario so we were like this will be fun and we put one in and it was like Xavier Woods has sex with his cousin and you're like yeah, this, it wasn't this isn't a storyline <laughs> This oh, is man. just a thing that happened. So we couldn't. We used that once, and we're like, we can't use this ever again. Oh, I, w- I wish I, had, I wish I could remember the name of that website. I'm actually glad I don't remember the name of it. But like, because yeah, every single storyline was about somebody fucking somebody else, and you're like, oh, it's, it's it's like fucking like this this person dies, and then they they they, they fuck a corpse. And like, come on, fun. man. Yeah, it's like so, so just out they there. Really weird. not cool. And you're like, wrestling is not like this. You no. Like, Except I mean, for Bray Wyatt, very few people and... die. <laughs> but no, honestly, um, like I, I, if I find the if I find that, I'll put it on Twitter because it's just uh, it's got to be seen to be believed. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that was the original format of making Kayfabe uh, Tombola. It's not anymore. So that's why we need you guys to come up with your suggestions. So by all means. Uh, email us makingkfabgmail.com tweet us at makingkfab with your suggestions for kfab tombola and we will definitely include them in the show and there we go uh, season 3 has officially kicked off and Thanks for listening to Making Cafe, folks. But please, if you've enjoyed our show today, leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Tell your friends about the show. Tweet about it. Instagram it. Facebook about it. You know the script. We're going. We're going gung ho with uh, getting Making Cafe out there and, and to an even wider audience. And we can't do it without your help. So. You can follow us at Making Kayfabe on Twitter. You can send your feedback or episode suggestions to makingkayfabe at gmail.com. And if you want to display your fandom on your literal sleeve, we've got an awesome range of t-shirts designed by our good friend Tyler from Blank Page Digital. You can find those at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. That's right, you can buy the Making Kayfabe t-shirts at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. Every penny of profit is going to go towards making Dylan a little... (laughs) A little fire gun, yes. Yeah, so. Can I just interject for one second? Yes. Um, Tyler does some very impressive art. We have him on the show. Great guy. But I'd like to make it clear to everybody that not all of the t-shirts <laughs> available have been designed by Tyler. There is a special t-shirt up that has been designed by our good friend Bryce. And uh, it's stunning. So make sure to get one of those t-shirts before they run out. It's actually selling as well. People have actually bought that T-shirt, which it's is amazing. Kind of, which makes me a professional artist, technically. Yeah, so it's like, so it's the I'm gonna get one <laughs> soon as. It's uh yeah. If you're wondering which one it is, I don't I don't think there'll be any any doubt when you go into the when you go into the site. But it's the one where it's meant to be uh, Riho kicking uh, Nyla Rose, and yeah, it just doesn't look it's, anything like it's that. It's clearly but. it's clearly the T-shirt with Riho on it. That's the one that Bryce. So yes. whenever you whenever you go on there and you see a t-shirt that definitely has Riho on it, you're like, oh, that's that's the one Bryce made. That's, that's the one. <laughs> you know the main t-shirt that does have Riho on it as well. But can we make a t-shirt, Tyler, for listening? New t-shirt with uh, Shockmaster and his entire family. He's <laughs> <laughs> his wife's thing and his sons, the, and then, the hawking animal. But yeah, and there's like uh, the moon in the background. He's <laughs> <laughs> wife. His wife like, is real. Get me out of here. Because <laughs> with the Shockmaster helmet, he can breathe on, uh, on the moon. Oh yeah, but but does his wife have a Shockmaster helmet? Oh God, no, she's dead. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
That is everything. Uh, season three is going to have 12 episodes, folks, over the next 12 weeks. Uh, that was one of them. Uh, and Dylan's going to be taking the reins next week with a rebooking that I am very looking forward to. Dylan, if you've got one clue to give away for next week's episode, what would it be? I would have to say that next week's episode is going to be pretty awesome. Wink, uh... wink. And also, it's got nothing to do with The Miz. Wink, wink. Because he's not awesome. He's not. <laughs> That's immediately what I went to there, but yeah, I, I'm me. glad you made that joke before I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in there before you did, because I knew you would. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, but yes. yeah. All right, folks, thanks for checking us out. Please leave a five-star review, and we will see you next week for Making Kayfabe. Pew, pew, pew. That's my fire gun noise. <laughs>